Hey guys, thanks for listening to The Issue Podcast. Make sure you listen every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Also check out our Instagram at the underscore issue podcast and our Twitter at the issue podcast. Listen on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yo, what's up? We are back. It is the issue. It's Monday, September 21st. Uh, I have Tim with me on the phone. He couldn't be in studio today, so we're going to do another distance type uh, episode for you guys here. But uh, nevertheless, going to be a pretty good one today. We have LeBron versus MJ coming up here first. We'll get you guys some news. We'll get to a break, and then we'll get the thoughts from Sunday football and uh, some Monday night football predictions. So, love uh, it, love yeah. it. Tim, how's it going right now, man? What's, what's going on? Oh, it's going good. I'm so excited. It's going to be a really good show. Oh, absolutely. Uh, good football on Sunday, and I'm pretty pumped up to talk about that. I know we were talking about it a little bit before we started the show here. Um, but let's just hop right into the LeBron and MJ thing. We said we were going to do this on well, – I think we came up with this idea on Friday episode. Friday? Yeah, yeah, I think Friday. Because I know it was over the phone, so it couldn't have been the Saturday special. If you haven't listened to the Saturday special, go back and listen to it. It's a great episode. Uh, pretty short. Uh, but we got everything we needed to in there. So go back, listen to Friday and Saturday's show. Um, but so the debate is MJ or LeBron. This debate is pretty old, and uh, but still holds just enough value to it. You know what I mean? Uh, people still debate it. They have been for years, and we're about to today. Um, so if you want to start with that, man, go ahead. Oh, yeah. I would love to okay so um i say i feel like everyone's done this debate at one point or another you know um pretty much anyone that has a podcast does sports covers the nba at least um everyone's done this yeah and uh, i'll give you guys my short answer now and i don't think you're gonna like it um it's a question is who is the best basketball player um i gotta go lebron james okay so at 6'9", 250, LeBron literally moves like like any other point guard. And he's not a, he's not a point guard. He's huge. Uh, not only that, but his vision, his adaptability, um, the game, like you've seen him, he's transitioned more into being able to shoot the three ball better. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's getting older, doesn't move quite as well, um, doesn't want to put the wear and tear on, on his body of going to the hoop every play. So he can shoot the ball now. Shoots way more, shoots more efficiently. Um, and then his versatility, not only scoring, but on defense. He can guard four, sometimes all five positions. Um, and oh, by the way, he's been doing it for 17 years and has been marvelous in all of them. I mean, he can single-handedly make a team a title favorite. Like, ask yourself this. Seriously, if Kawhi was in the East with the Raptors like he was when he won the title, was that last year? Um, if LeBron was still with Cleveland, would anyone have, have picked Kawhi? No. No, LeBron, LeBron runs the he, – he ran the East. He runs he runs the league. Um, so from a purely skill perspective, I take LeBron. But I don't think that's the debate here. I think the debate is who's the best NBA basketball player based on you know your career, your skill, you know, how clutch are you, your winning, your championships, all that. Um, that's what this debate usually encompasses, and it should. I think all that stuff's important. I think it goes into, you know – to debate who is the best basketball player. Uh, basically, all these dudes out here, 
they're six eight and can shoot and they're they're talented. What separates the greats is how they win, their drive, like I said, their clutchness, like how clutch they are in, in um in the big moments in the fourth quarter, in the playoffs, in the championship. Um can they can they put the team on their back? And that's overall greatness. Um, so I'm gonna lay out the facts here and then you guys can you guys see what you think here. So LeBron comes in the league, not a lot of talent. Same with Jordan. Both of them were you know, quote unquote, saviors of organizations. That's why they bo- both went so high in the draft. LeBron number one overall, Jordan number three overall. Yeah. So similar starts. Um, both get there and have a decent center, not great, and that's their best secondary player. LeBron had some dude named something Ilgauskas, really big foreign center, about seven foot. Michael had Horace Grant, who was solid, not great. Neither of the guys had a ton of skill. So after that, so then after LeBron's seventh year. Because they both just pretty much play with mediocre parts and coaches and all that for for about six years, both of them. That's LeBron's seventh year. He says, wow, yeah, I have no talent. I have no organizational help. I have rotating coaches, rotating teammates. None of them are solid. And then Mike, after six years, was worn out. He said, look, I I got no one. I I got no help. I got no organizational help. He was always fighting with the front office and the GM, um, Jerry Krause. But luckily – they got Phil Jackson. He was an anointed head coach after being the assistant coach for a year. And then they get Scotty Pippen. So Mike rejuvenated, and he said, yep, I can work with this. So very similar starts. Again, LeBron goes to Miami, gets some help, gets some talent, gets some coaching. And then Jordan, he could, he was able to stay put, but gets a good coach, gets D-Wade, gets Ball – or not – sorry, that's um, LeBron. Gets Scotty Pippen, you know, he gets talent around him. Um, so very similar starts. Both started miserably, then eventually got teammates and the right coaching, et cetera, et cetera. And then each had a year or two with this, you know, newly found hope, and neither of them delivered. Neither of them delivered. LeBron in 2011, and then Jordan in 1990. Neither of them, they had the talent there, they had the coaching, neither of them won. And then both get another year to smooth it out, figure it out, and then they both win. Jordan wins in 91, LeBron in 2012. And then they both go on to repeat um, in 92 and and then 2013. But then here's where it gets interesting. LeBron then, 2013, gets beat by a bunch of elderly Spurs. Mm-hmm. A bunch of them. Tim Duncan, Monty Ginobili, Tony Parker, elderly. Can't play. Should have retired, probably. Um, they were decent. They were decent. I'm not going to rip on too much. They were decent. They were towards the back end of their prime, though. And with a D-Wade in his prime, a LeBron in his prime, a Chris Bosh in his prime, it shouldn't even have been a series. But they got beat by a young buck by the name of Kawhi Leonard, who won MVP of, the, of that finals. And then Jordan, so LeBron loses, Jordan goes on to win another, and that's three straight against all odds, against the front office wanting to start over, get rid of Phil, get rid of Scotty, didn't want to give Michael as much money. So against all those odds, he wins another and wins his third straight. LeBron, nope, couldn't get the three straight. We got the three straight, couldn't win three straight, got beat by Kawhi Leonard. So then Michael said, ooh, yeah, no, man, I, I got to get out of here. Um, he takes a year off, plays professional baseball, and then LeBron during this year, well, uh, the same year, but, you know, roughly the same year of their careers. We're going to, you know, the timeline. Right. Um, LeBron, after he lost, says, you know what, I'm going home. He goes then to Cleveland, joins Kyrie, Kevin Love, loses. So, so he loses after he goes back home. Michael comes back from his little hiatus and says, yeah, I sucked at baseball. Um, let's let's stick to what I'm good at. And then he realizes, oh, yeah, I'm still really dominant at basketball. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I'm still, like, really, really good. And so he's dominant, even though the team in the first half of the year was in shambles. Scotty Pippen wasn't a leader, couldn't lead, couldn't really be that top scorer. Michael comes in here and says, hey, guys, it's all right. It's all good. Pulls it together, pushes his guys to be better. 
And guess what they did? They won. They won. Um, so right now, Michael, four championships, LeBron two. Um, and then LeBron ends up, you know, the next year overcomes a 3-1 deficit against uh, one of the best teams ever, arguably statistically, um, the best the best team ever with the best regular season, the Warriors, 73-9. Uh, and But then LeBron can't win another one. He just can't. He can't win despite a large amount of finals appearances. And, yes, you can blame injuries. You can blame whatever. Michael then goes on to win two more, six out of seven, three separate three-peats. And, oh, wait, the one year he didn't win it, he wasn't even in the league. He could have he could have very easily won seven straight finals. Yeah. Let that sink in. Well, yeah, Let Michael in seven straight. He's been to six. So like technically he's six for six, but I mean he's six for seven. No, he's, yeah, he's six for six. Yeah. And and if he would have not taken a year off for baseball, he could have very realistically won seven out of seven years. That well, yeah. People were sitting here looking at the Chiefs and thinking, "Hmm, all-time talent, all-time coach, all-time weapons." I don't know if they're going to repeat. That's tough. Yeah, but Michael did it. Three, they had two separate three-peats. Yeah, six out of seven years, everyone's gunning for him. Everyone knows, "Oh, Michael Jordan, we got to go for him," and they still win. Oh yeah, oh, and, and, and Michael Jordan in the playoffs. Forget about it. I mean, look at these stats here. So in the regular season, right, 30 points, uh, about six boards, five assists, shooting roughly 33% from three, gets the line about eight times a game, makes seven of them. Mm-hmm. In the playoffs, 33 points a game, six, well, like six and a half boards, so almost a half uh, rebound a game more, um, six assists, still shooting 33%, but gets to the line 10 times, makes eight of them. So what I look at here is, okay, so he gets the line more, he's more aggressive, puts the team on his back more, more clutch, gets easier buckets. And then I'm also looking, oh, oh, oh my God, three and a half points more. Um, I know it doesn't seem like a lot, but he's got to get that dog in him. Michael Jordan had that dog in him. If you look at LeBron's uh, playoff stats here, they don't increase by a whole lot, except for when you look at, at rebounds. LeBron's points per game go up by like one, one and a half. His boards do go up by two, so that's that's huge. In the playoffs, if you lose rebounding, you lose straight up. So I think that's part of the reason why LeBron's been so great, but not insane. Um, they had about seven assists apiece, about a, about a block a game in regular season and in the, in the playoffs. Shoots actually a lower percentage from three in the playoffs and gets to the line one more time than in the regular season, makes one more, so about the same. So LeBron's the same player, but, oh, Michael Jordan's able to – Oh, Mike has a next level. He's at a next gear and was able to win, oh, six out of seven, right. Mm-hmm. right. Oh, LeBron only won three mm, and has been to, what, nine? Yes, nine. Um, no, I'll take Michael. Uh, yeah, no, I think, I, I mean, seriously. Michael, Michael Jordan's great. He's yeah. great. Yeah. I mean, LeBron, yes, LeBron, I think is, LeBron is a clear-cut number two. I think there is a huge gap between Michael, LeBron, and then the third, fourth, you know, I think there's a massive gap. Between two and three. Between two and three. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree that there's a large gap between two and three, but I think it's close between LeBron and MJ. I, I, I do I do agree it's close, but let, let's continue here. So LeBron will beat Michael in career numbers because he's playing longer. He'll, he'll kill him in all the career numbers. But averages say something else. Michael Jordan, in about the same amount of minutes, scores more points, scores more efficiently, scores at will. I mean, that that's just actual factual evidence. Right. I and oh, yeah, he, he also played in a league that you can tackle people. 
I mean, yeah, you get a foul, but you wouldn't get kicked out. You tackle someone now, you're you're in the commissioner's office sitting down talking to him and, and getting a suspension. And a fine. Um, and he did get tackled. Michael Jordan did get tackled a lot by the Pistons and the Knicks. They said, you know what, we can't beat him, so let's just beat on him. Uh, I believe Michael Jordan is the greatest NBA player to ever play, taking into account rings, adversity, winning, clutch. I, I mean, look at all of his moments. LeBron has like one signature moment, and it's a chase down block. And that block, yes, it was great. But does anyone else remember that Kyrie had to then go down and hit the clutch shot for, to win the game? Kyrie won that game. No, no one remembers that. Or how about when Ray Allen hit that uh, game winner off the rebound? Does anyone else you know, remember who, who bricked the initial shot? Uh, that was LeBron. He bricked the game winner. So if Chris Bosh doesn't come up with an a insanely amazing offensive rebound and somehow kicks it out to Ray Allen despite loads of traffic and then Ray Allen – then hits it. That doesn't happen. Right. I, LeBron's sitting here with two championships. And you're feeding right into my point, man. But you can go ahead and take it away. I think Jordan is better. I think I outlined pretty clearly why. Yeah. He's better. He's greater. He's more clutch. He's a better scorer of the basketball. And it showed in rings. I think when it comes down to it, rings are extremely important. Look at Tom Brady. Tom Brady, it's never been about stats for Tom Brady. He's never the most flashy quarterback. He never throws for the most yards. He never throws for the most touchdowns even. Very rarely does he actually lead the league in either of those stat categories. You know he does lead in those? Six championships. He built a dynasty and that's what MJ did. He was the face of a di- he was the face of a dynasty. Both of them were. But like I said, you were feeding into my point and this is my point. I'm gonna agree with you that MJ is number one. Um, the people that say LeBron is number one and, you know, say that, well, he's been he's been to more championships. Well, that's great. That's great that he's been to more championships. But uh, if you can't win... Almost only, almost you, only counts in uh, horseshoes and hand grenades. Yeah, do you, uh, do you have a ring for those championships you've been to, LeBron? No, no, you don't. You know why? Because you've lost six. Um, so... Let me just go over this. And this is something that I think a lot of people overlook. The talent that surrounded both of them. Okay. LeBron had 22 all-star teammates in his career. 22. All right, Tim. Little Tim's trivia for you right here. How many M- or how many all-star teammates did MJ have throughout his entire career? So what's the requirement is that the, the teammate had to make one, at least one all-star game, I'm guessing? Yes. Um, four. That's exactly right. He had four. <laughs> this is why I hate this kid, guys. Anyway. <laughs> so MJ has four, four all-star teammates. Okay. Pippen, Rodman, Gilmore, and Garrett. That's it. Now LeBron has 22. I ran out of spaces on this paper here. Okay, so I'm just going to run through these names. Ben Wallace, or Ben Wallace, wow, I combined two names. Cool. Ben Wallace, Mo Williams, Jamison, Shaq, Wade, Bosch, Allen Love, Irving, Derrick Rose, Isaiah Thomas, Anthony Davis, and Dwight Howard. Uh, Yeah, LeBron has been surrounded by more talent. Uh, the reason he's gotten to the championships he has, he's a very talented basketball player. He's the number two best basketball player of all time. I will give him that. But 
part a big reason why he's been to so many championships nine to be exact is because of the all-star teammates that he's had surrounding him mj had four yeah that was the great it was a great bulls team of, of the 90s but still he only had four all-stars around him in his entire career and he was able to three-peat twice twice do you yeah. understand the type of talent that it takes to three-peat twice in any league the Penguins couldn't do it in hockey. They won back-to-back 2016-2017, couldn't three-peat in 2018. The Steelers won back-to-back. What year was that? Uh, 01 and 02, and then they couldn't win in 03. So, come on, guys. I'm going to go MJ. I, I don't think it's that – I don't think it's, you know, that controversial. I'm going to go MJ. I, I couldn't agree more. MJ is is the greatest national player. I mean, he's accomplished the most with less, mm-hmm. more efficiently. He's been, that simple. And he's been so consistent, too. You make you get to six championship games and you win all six. That's unheard of. No, yeah, that's insane. It's, I mean, I, MJ number one, LeBron number two, and Colin Coward. And then Coward, anyone can argue from there. Colin Coward would argue Kawhi Whatever. number three. Yeah, no chance. Yeah, but well, um, he said choke job in the uh, he choked in the second round. Yeah, he did. That was not that was, that was bad. Um, but yeah, you want to get into some news here? Yeah, so that was the big LeBron MJ debate. Both of us said MJ. Uh, you said we might have a graphic up for that on our Instagram later, right? Instagram Absolutely. Thing? Sweet. Yeah. So if you want to head over to the Instagram at the underscore issue podcast and our Twitter at the issue podcast. Um, we will have a graphic up of our LeBron and MJ debate. But we're going to move over to the news. So, Tim, go ahead. Take that away, man. Oh, I mean, I know we're going to get to some uh, NFL a little bit later, but we'll start here with a little MLB. The Padres clinched the playoffs. I love it. I did um, see that. Like I said, we've been high on that team all year, and they have now have a top five record in the league. I think maybe even top three. They look really good. I'm glad they clinched. I think they could keep it rolling. That that offense is potent. They're getting um, the back end of their bullpen uh, figured out. So I, I love it. Yeah. Um, continuing on here, a lot of injuries in the uh, in the NFL. A lot of injuries. Oh, dude, um, I saw that one. Saquon Saquon Barkley's going to miss the year with a torn ACL. Uh-huh. That that's tough. You hate to see that. Uh, such a good, such a young player that that hurts. Um. Also, Cortland Sutton is going to be out with a torn ACL all year. Uh, the Denver Broncos probably wide out. Um, let's see here. You guys, just for a second here, man. You might be wondering, yeah. you know, why is Luke being so nice to Tim today? Uh, why is he taking it so easy on him? You know, I'm not giving him. I'm not giving you too much crap today. I would say um, this is why I was, you know, doing the prep for the show, and and we're I'm sitting there beforehand and. I'm looking through some through some notes, and I'm going through Yahoo Sports, and and I saw this this headline about Christian McCaffrey, and my heart just it just broke for you, man, for your fantasy team. Out four to six weeks. Yeah, Christian McCaffrey, four to six weeks, the high ankle sprain. Yeah, that's gonna hurt the fantasy points. Yeah, I gotta really. Re- I need Lamar to step up. Yep. And I need Leonard Fournette to give me a week like he did last week. I didn't start him, which is a bad move, but he got 30.6 points. And obviously he'll be in my starting lineup. 
Um, so if he can give me 20 a game, 20 a 20 a week, I'll be happy. Uh, but yeah, no, it definitely hurts seeing Christian McCaffrey out. Um, also some more people, Drew Locke, young quarterback, um, looks like he was poised to have a, a pretty good year this year. Um, out for two, says two to six week, I would say probably closer to six with a sprained AC joint. Um, and his throwing arm too. So that's, that's definitely not what you want. Mm-hmm. Um, also let's see. Oh, oh God, the 49ers. That's tough. Um, was it Nick Bosa? And um, Solomon Thomas both appear to have a torn ACL. That's bad. So their defensive line is not going to look good. Um, I will kind of say, though, does play into our um, Seahawks winning the division prediction. It does. Although I wish, it, I wish it happened in a different way. I wish it didn't take you know people to get hurt for that to come true. But it is playing into it a little bit, I yeah. got to say. Yeah. Uh, you never like to see those guys go down like that, especially – with a torn ACL, I think we know how bad those injuries can be. I know you tore what your MCL or something like that. So I mean, oh yeah, it hurts. Yeah, it's, not what, it's, it's definitely not what you want. Yeah, it's it stinks that it, they've gotten injured like that. But you're right, man. It does play right into there. Uh, I just think it becomes more and more evident now that the Seahawks win this division, I, especially with how Russ is looking, which we'll get to later. Yeah, I would I would agree. No, yeah, I, I agree. Um, yeah, just uh, some other injuries here. The Colts lost uh, Paris Campbell. We don't know exactly which one. I think it's a season-ending knee injury. It just says knee injury. Um, and then Malik Hooker tore his Achilles. He'll be out all year. That sucks. Guy from uh, Newcastle, so around here. Yeah. Um, that, that that just hurts. He is a stud. Stud safety. Really, really good. I think, um, he, I was, think, a lot I think of, he was a, a defensive MVP in one of our um, – Yeah, of our I think I put him at that. Yeah. Um, I don't think there's a lot um, uh, of other news. Oh, Deion Sanders um, is a coach at Jackson State, small Division One FCS program. That's exciting. I bet their jerseys. Uh, definitely bet, exciting for them. I bet their jerseys are going to look so cool now. I hope so, because you know, you know, Deion Sanders look good, feel good, feel good, play good, play so good. He better, he better, yeah, he better um, get some nice jerseys in there. Yeah, you play good, you, they pay good. That's the thing. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, that's about all the news right now. Uh, we'll get to some more NFL news, obviously, when we go over to our Sunday. You know what happened Sunday? Yeah, right. Uh, so, guys, we're going to get to a break here. But uh, coming out of the break, we will have our thoughts from Sunday uh, and Sunday, like sun, all day Sunday, basically. So every single game that happened, for the most part, you know, that's it's worth it's worth the in depth. Uh, coverage here and then we're going to get to our predictions for monday night uh so a very good very strong second segment coming up next don't go anywhere what's up we are back it is segment two of the issue and we have lots of football to go over all football in this segment uh sunday night we're going to cover sunday we're covering and predictions for monday night and uh, we should have a good one tonight. The Raiders and the Saints. So yeah, I mean, just some preliminary thoughts on the game. We'll get into it a little bit later. I'm interested to see how one, how bad the Raiders' defense is. Yeah. And two, if their offense is actually, if it could be legit. Josh Jacobs is really good. They've been drafting some decent skill guys. I want to see if Henry Ruggs can play. Hunter Renfro if he can take another step forward. 
and if Derek Carr can distribute the ball efficiently. Well, so I'll be looking for those things. I think I think the Saints are proven enough, but I just want to see how the Raiders do. I'll be surprised if uh, Derek Carr can stay out of the way of Cam Jordan. It was going to be the big thing. Yeah, yeah. Cam, uh, Cam Jordan's dominant. He's insanely good. Big, fast. So um, definitely yeah, going to be a factor. I would say that's definitely that's definitely got to be a game plan right there is to to move out of the way of him. Yeah, yeah. That would probably be number one in my book if I was playing against uh, against uh, that Saints defense and that pass rush. But um, yeah. to hop into Sunday, um, which game do you want to do first? Let's go to. Yeah, you can yeah, lead lead the way. What game are we doing first here? Let's go to Dallas and, and the Cowboys uh-huh. over the Falcons, forty to thirty nine, big comeback. Uh I'm trying to think who predicted for the Cowboys to win. Uh that's right, it was me. Um dang, I'm just so good at this. Um I, I hate you. Okay. I should have won that bet. The Falcons, I, I have to stop picking them. I have to stop putting any faith in them. Yep. Um, they are a terrible organization, a terrible team. Mm-hmm. Matt Ryan is garbage in clutch time. Their defense is garbage in clutch time. Their coach sucks. He needs to be fired. Owner should sell the team. The amount of times that they've let fans down, um, you know, not only the Super Bowl, but then this lead. So many, so many massive, almost unfathomable leads that they've blown. <laughs> 28 to 3 in the Super Bowl, and then this one. Oh, God. They had a 99.9% chance to win that game last night. Two minutes and 39 seconds left. Dang. Yeah. That's, <sighs> that's crazy, man. I mean, yeah. Well, hopping over to so Atlanta. Wait, I, I, I will never like Atlanta or anyone that lives in Atlanta or anyone that roots for the Falcons or anyone that's associated with Atlanta ever again. I'm <laughs> separating myself from it. You're separating yourself from all of Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah. Uh, oh, but I do. I do want to get to the fact that um, Dak looked pretty good. I gotta say it. I gotta say it. He did look pretty but, good, especially in that whole comeback. Mm-hmm. But before all those Dak lovers are saying, "Dad, of course I told you Dak was great. I told you it was good." Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. All right. Take it easy. Take it easy. One game. Um. Yes, he had 109 QBR. Yes, he had he went 34 for for 47. Yes, he had 450 yards and touchdown and ran for three more. But was anyone ever how do I, how do I phrase this? Was anyone ever doubtful about his performances against bad defenses? No. And I mean, was it was it, I my knock on him has always been: was he do against playoff teams? Was he do against good teams? What did he do against the Rams last week? He shrunk. What do you do against playoff teams all of last year? Eight touchdowns, eight picks, eighty-four pass rating, one and six, or in seven games, one and six. Hey, who do they? So it's not about what he does against the Falcons. It's about what he does against the Eagles, the Patriots last year. Who do they play? Um, so I, I think we need to pump the brakes on the on the Dak hype just after this game. But he did look good. I got to give credit where credit's due. He looked good. He did look good. Well, let's did... pump the brakes on the hype there a little bit. Yeah. Who do they play week three? Do they play a really good team? I can't um... remember. I'm gonna look that up. They play Seattle, so we're gonna see. Yeah, so Dak will shrink again. Um, Maybe, but Seattle's defense is also terrible. Yeah, I think if they lose, it'll be a shootout. But we'll see. I don't think he's gonna keep pace with Russ. Either way, we're gonna jump over to a different game now. A, another exciting finish. I don't know if you saw it, but the Chiefs twenty-three twenty over the Chargers. I did see it. It was incredibly I, exciting. I was surprised it was that close when I flipped it on. I think it came on after the Steelers game. I or know. Not that, um, 
Yeah, after the Steelers game. He came on after the one game I was watching or whatever, and I was like, really? I'm like, it's that close? It was definitely, it was definitely exciting to watch. Um, I, couldn't... I think Patrick Mahomes literally impresses me every single game. Yeah, he does. Every game. Um, I, I mean, look at him. He led the team in rushing, averaged nine yards a carry, yeah. converted a third and 20. Efficiency wasn't quite there. 27 for 47. Showed more of that gunslinger mentality. 302 yards, two touchdowns. QBR of 91. Yeah. Um, no picks. So he's able to throw the ball 47 times and throw no picks. Yeah. He was a, he was smart with the football, made the right plays. But the real story of this game was Justin Herbert. It was. Justin Herbert. Wow. He's going to be uh, really, 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 really good. <laughs> In his first ever start, um, thrown in at the last second, so didn't even start, didn't even get, uh, you know, starter reps in practice. Last second, thrown in, threw into the game, goes twenty-two for thirty-three for three hundred and eleven yards, touchdown on a pick, a ninety-four pass rating or ninety-four QBR, yep. better than Mahomes. I want to let that everyone know that. And he also ran into touchdown, so two touchdowns and a pick. Um, this guy. I think he could be legit. I really do. Um, look, look at look at what that Chiefs defense. That Chiefs defense defense isn't terrible. You know what they did to Deshaun Watson? Made him look bad. Made him look really bad. Dude, and Justin Herbert went out there and said, "Nope, I got it, boys." And he gave his team a chance to win. There's a lot and of. If it wasn't for the greatness of Mahomes, he probably would have. There's a lot of really good young quarterbacks in the AFC, and they just keep coming out of the woodwork. It seems like. Oh, my God, so many good young quarterbacks in this league. The story for this Chiefs game, though, that I want to talk about is Butker, man. Oh, my. I just okay. veins, man. If, if you guys didn't see, he was attempting a 53-yard game-winning field goal in overtime. And there was a false start, but he still kicked the ball perfect, you know, right through. So he hits one for one, and then they, that didn't even count, so they back him up five. Now he's from 58. They iced the kicker, call timeout when the ball, like just before the ball was snapped. He puts it through the uprights anyway. He's two for two. Now he has to kick it again from 58 yards. And what does he do? He puts it, he, his third one was the best one of all three. He puts it right down the middle and just absolutely splits those uprights in, in half. This is the best kicker in the league. So yeah, that was that was the most legit, most clutch kicker performance I've seen in a long time. I've also him never and, seen him and, uh, what, Justin Tucker? Yeah. Two best kickers right there. I've also never seen a kicker celebrate as hard as he did. That was freaking awesome. Oh my god, it was great. No, yeah, but uh, it was great, great. That was that was a good game, and that was in LA. Good way to cap it off. Yeah. Um, top over. Oh, I was right here again. Cardinals thirty to fifteen over the football team in Washington. Oh, yeah. We both picked um, Arizona. I think Kyler Murray is. <laughs> oh my god, he's spectacular. He's Tom really, spectacular. He's really good. He looked really good. Then again, um, I mean, yes, he did throw the pick, whatever. But um you know, averaging eight point four yards of carry and two touchdowns to go along with one through the air and then and a, a QBR in the high eighties, you'll take that any day. Throw him for two eighty six against a team who is actually really good defensively. Yeah. I know we can rip Washington all we want. They're really good defensively. Yeah, I was just about to say that. Uh, they do they are strong on that yeah. on that end of things. But I want to get over and talk about the Seahawks 35-30 win over the Patriots. 
Um, oh, okay. We I know we were talking about this a little bit before we started the show today, and uh, the big takeaway for both of us is that both quarterbacks looked really good. Russell Wilson hitting on 21 of 28 passes, 75% completion percentage, 288 yards, five touchdowns, one interception, and a QBR of 132.1. And then Cam just looked fantastic. Cam. So, yeah. No, you got it. Go ahead. So I'm just going to, I told you so. I told everyone so. Russell Wilson, MVP. Look, guys, by game like four last year, we knew we knew Lamar was the MVP. Barring an injury or just absolutely choking, Russ has the MVP. He has nine touchdowns and eleven incompletions. Yeah, seriously, let that sink in. Nine touchdowns, eleven incomplete passes, with not a lot of talent. Although DK Metcalf played really well, really, really well. Um, I, I was incredibly impressed, but honestly, I was okay. Well, I was I was more impressed with Cam Newton, and here's why. Okay, I knew Russ was going to do that. That's what I expect from Russ. I did not expect Cam Newton to go thirty for forty four for almost four hundred yards passing, a touchdown. On a, he did throw a pick, but fine, a touchdown on a pick, and then run, runs in two more. If you give me three touchdowns, I don't care about a pick. Ninety five QBR. That's are you kidding? That's really good, yeah. Prime time. Prime time with no wide receivers. Um Yeah. That was incredibly impressive. Expectations That's all are I everything. Said. Expectations yep. are really everything though. Like you brought up, like the level that Russ plays at, you expect Russ to have these kind of games. You expect him to hit on seventy five percent of his passes. You expect- and we used to expect Cam to do that, but now he's getting back to it. Right, and and that's what was surprising. We went in thinking, uh, you know, Cam, he's been, he looked good week one. See if he can keep it together in week two with no weapons. And there were some question marks with Cam. We were coming in, you know, not a hundred percent knowing what we were going to get. And uh, I, I was surprised and delightfully so. He played really well. I, I think. Right. I think he's he played amazing. I think he's holding the spot well in New England. I'm not going to lie. I agree, and it, if this continues, he doesn't have to be a rental quarterback. He doesn't have to be gone after this year. That that's exactly this works. What I was uh, our guy Colin Coward's talking. They're one really good wide receiver away from being a legit contender with that defense, especially when the people of that defense come back. You know, the guys that opted out, and uh, if they start drafting a little better on defense and picking up some free agents, spending a little money, it could work. Well, the big thing is especially because Cam is not getting paid anything. Yeah, and I mean the big thing is the offensive weapons too, though. But hey, if Cam keeps playing like this, he's going to be getting paid a little bit more. Uh, no, but overall, I mean, that was a really exciting game to watch too. It's kind of just a really good display of quarterbacking in that game. But I want to talk about our hometown team, the Steelers, twenty-six twenty-one win over the Denver Broncos. Um. This game I always like to make it close. This game got on my nerves, and this is why. Steelers going to halftime 17 to 3 lead, all of the momentum. All the momentum. 17 to 3 lead going into half. And we got the ball first to start the second half. So there's no reason in my mind that this should have been a five-point game at the end of it. You're leading a team and just beating them and just demoralizing them. 
Denver couldn't do anything on offense. The Steelers' defense was absolutely locked down, shut down in the first half, the entire first half. Denver couldn't move the ball. And Ben looked really good. Chase Claypool looked really good. Juju looked really good. And so did Deontay Johnson later once he gets warmed up after he fumbled his jet sweep in the first freaking possession, which I don't want to talk about. So the Steelers, isn't this just classic Pittsburgh, though? Just always making it close and playing down to the level of their opponents? Like, Yeah, oh, no, it, it is classic Pittsburgh. I mean, I feel like the, the Steelers had the Broncos on their backs, just lifeless, and just ready to stomp on their throats and stomp that with last little bit out of them. Mind you. Yeah, with a backup quarterback. And just ready to stomp on their throats, put the game away, and move on, get ready for week three. But no, there's going to be these stupid mistakes that happen. Benny Snell is going to fumble the football. In the fourth quarter, Really? It's the basics of yeah, football. Yeah, especially after that safety too, right after that huge momentum right. swing. You we, we had no momentum, and then there's this, we, we get a safety, and all the momentum swings right back to Pittsburgh. We get the ball, hand it to Benny Snell, fumbled. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that one hurts. Um, I will say that James Conner, I think people are hyping up his performance way too much. That 50-some yard run more than doubled his production. It was over 50% of his overall yardage. I think we, I don't think you should, if you're box score watching, you think James Conner did great. In reality, the Steelers really had no run game, yeah. and he just kind of padded his stats at the end with that run. Yeah, and uh, well, I texted you um, after that run, and I was like, dude, did you see how slow he looked? When you, when you If you're a running back in the NFL and you hit that kind of green, that should be six points. If there's, 100% of the time. If there's nobody in front of you and you are an NFL caliber running back, you should not get caught by a linebacker on the 10. I, I agree. He should, that should have been a touchdown, but I don't know if they wanted him to score, if they wanted him to just sit there so they could kneel it out. I don't know what the thinking was there. I would have scored it personally. Yeah, run it in. I mean, come on. Uh, so, I mean, it was. I'm glad the Steelers got the win. Uh Made it too close. Shouldn't have been that close. But uh, yeah, what what game do you want to go to next? You you uh, announce these the rest of them as we get through here. We got 15 minutes left. Um, Indianapolis over Minnesota. I predicted it. Kirk Cousins looked terrible. That Indy defense looked really good. Yeah, you were right there. Philip Rivers looked decent. Um, yeah, I was right there. You were wrong. So sweet. Yeah, screw you. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, well, um, we were both. <laughs> Very right on San Francisco, um, beating the Jets, but it just sucks that all those injuries. The amount of injuries that, that that San Francisco incurred it wasn't even worth the flight. To be honest with you, the Jets are that abysmal. Yeah. Uh, continuing on, Buffalo beats Miami, pretty close one. Josh Allen, mighty impressive. He looked really good. That's looked- two straight weeks that he's been really, really good. And this was, um, the- I would say that he's pretty close to an MVP candidate right now. Yeah, and this was the big year for him too. This was the year that everybody was. Uh, Going to watch like pretty heavily because they wanted to see I mean, how he's going to progress. It look looks at good. Seven hundred twenty-nine yards, six touchdowns, no picks. Yeah, he looks really. That's good. not even counting his running numbers. He is like surprisingly mobile. Oh yeah, he can move. He can move. He's a big body too. Oh yeah, hard to um, but, but yeah, not not a lot to talk about there. Miami's still rebuilding. Fitzpatrick looked decent. Um, the Bills just were a better team, and uh, Josh Allen looked good. I think two. Uh, moving on. Two is getting called, close to coming out. 
Who do you think two is going to come out soon? I think so. We'll see. I, I'm thinking like week seven. Um, anyway, moving on, the Rams beat the Eagles like I had predicted, like you had not predicted. I was wrong there. Okay. Continue. I'm very, very worried about my man, Carson Wentz. He didn't look that very, good. Very, very worried. No. Um, I don't really know what else to say. I'm just going to have to see how he does. 512 yards, two touchdowns, and four interceptions. I am incredibly worried. He needs to figure it out and figure it out fast. Yeah. But either even if he would have played well, I still picked the Rams. Um, look at Jared Goss. Did really well. 20 for 27, 267 yards, three touchdowns, 142 QBR. Um, they ran the ball well. They actually ran the ball a lot for uh, a Sean McVay offense, 39 times for 191 yards. You love to see it. Yeah. So, yeah, Jared Goff even ran the ball seven times. I don't know what's getting into him, but um, I do. Uh, I like to, I like where the Rams are going right now. I don't think they could be a contender yet, but I think they're a playoff team. Yeah, I was playing Madden with um, a guy. I was playing Madden with a guy from uh, LA yesterday, and uh, yeah. he was like, he he was all down on uh on golf and he was like yeah no i like golf golf's a good quarterback i thought he was too and i i think he's a really good quarterback and this kid's like wow you know it just kind of stinks that we have jared goff i mean he's kind of a lower tier quarterback and i was like what are you talking about i I call jared goff jared goff's a Top 15 quarterback. Yeah, I told him to listen to the podcast. I was like, dude, you're so wrong. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, moving on here. Jacksonville almost beat Tennessee. Tennessee narrowly escapes 33-30. Gardner Minshew is is here. Gardner Minshew is a decent quarterback. Okay, yeah. 30 for 45, 339, three touchdowns, two picks. The two picks hurts, but a 93 QBR, I like, I like Minshew a lot. Yeah. If you're the guy who com- who DM'd us about the Jags, um, you're scarily correct. Like they didn't. They... Yeah, oh no. Well, I'll admit that I'm wrong. I still don't think they're going to win a lot of games. Yeah. I, who would we give them two wins? Yeah, I'll maybe bump it up to like six. I would say, yeah, I'd say mm, five or they six. They might go to steal. They might go to steal five, five games. I think five, six gonna, games. But, I think uh, they're going to lose a lose a lot of really close games, but they don't look as terrible as I thought they were going to look. Yeah, they didn't. And um, also proving me wrong, Ryan Tannehill looked really good too. Eighteen yeah. for twenty four, four touchdowns, hundred and forty six QBR. Yeah. It's a tough weekend for me on predictions a little bit because I always predict Ryan Tannehill will be bad because he's just not a good quarterback. But hey, good for him. Every uh, blind squirrel finds a nut, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Lions started out up fourteen three, and uh, and then it went downhill from there. The Packers won forty two twenty one. Yeah. <laughs> they just didn't really get a run game going. Only twenty one attempts for eighty nine yards. So Matt Stafford was kind of hung out the dry. Twenty for thirty three. Two touchdowns and a pick, 244 yards and a 91 QBR. You don't want him dropping back 33 times and trying to air it out too much, uh, especially especially against the, the Packers defense, who has a pretty good pass rush. So, right. Aaron Rodgers looked decent. Um, not as efficient, 18 for 30, 240 yards, but did throw the two touchdowns, 108 QBR. Uh, the story was Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he had. He had Eight, uh, 18 carries, 168 yards, two touchdowns, and then he added another touchdown receiving after four catches, 68 yards. Right. Um, so that was huge. Right. 
Devontae Adams did get banged up a little bit, but I don't think he'll miss too, too much time. Yeah, he should be all right. Uh, moving on here, we only have a couple games left. Uh, mm-hmm. Carolina, Tampa Bay. Tom looked a lot better. Looked like he had some more zip on the ball. Looked like he was more comfortable. It's just, it's just going to be learning the system for him. That's going to be it. Yeah, I think I think if you're box score watching, you know, 23 for 35, 217, a touchdown on a pick, only an 80 QBR. But I think if you actually watch the game, he looked more comfortable. He looked to be more in a groove um, right. a little bit uh, with Mike Evans, at least. So uh, I did like that. I, I think it's looking up. He found his number one, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. But, uh, and then Leonard Fournette looked really good. 12 carries, 103 yards, two touchdowns. I need to start him next week. Yeah, you do. Uh, so he needs to keep that rolling. Yeah. And continuing on here, the Giants uh, lost to the Bears 17-13. Look at the Bears 2-0. Hey, he he. Trubisky looked like Trubisky, though. Two touchdowns, two picks, 190 yards, and a 78 QBR. Yeah. He's back, guys. We we found Mitch. Yeah. So that's good. So no, everybody Daniel can Jones. stop looking. What's now. that? Everybody can stop looking for him now because we found the real Mitch. Yeah, yeah, we found the real Daniel Jones. Or not the um, Mitch Trubisky. Um, Daniel Jones, though, brutal game. 69 QBR, no touchdowns, one pick. Um, I think it's just because his offensive line is so, so bad. Yeah. That defensive line's really good. Um, they had four sacks and probably hit him a lot more. I didn't get a chance to watch it, but I'm guessing they hit him a lot more. Yeah. Um, we have just about eight minutes here, so let's. Yeah, we got one game left, so that that Sweet. is actually um, perfect. We'll get to this one last game here, and then we'll get to this, some, some Saints Raiders tonight, and uh, that'll be it. Awesome. Um, Baltimore, Baltimore, Houston. Uh, I, I picked Baltimore to win big, and they did, thirty-three sixteen. Yeah. Wow. Lamar looked good, looked efficient. Like I said, not a huge stat game for him. 18 for 24, 204 yards, and a touchdown. No picks, 114 QBR. Um, only 16, well, I guess only 16, but 16 carries, only 54 yards, and no touchdowns for Lamar. This, they did kind of hold him in check running. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, you know, they were good enough to win. Their defense held them. Uh, their run game was, was good. Gus Edwards and Mark Ingram were really good. Mm-hmm. Dobbins ripped off a big one, so... Looks good there. Uh, Deshaun continues to be a one-man team. Uh, 25 for 36, 275, uh, a 90 QBR, one touchdown, one pick. Just no run game, none at all. Uh, David Johnson, 11 carries for 34 yards. And then Deshaun was the only other person to carry the ball. Will Fuller had one carry for zero yards. Right. Uh, so it's just it's sad almost. Uh, they're just wasting the talent right now. They need to figure that out. Yeah, they do. They need to figure out quick because this, yep. this league is not forgiving, man. You can't take too long to get it together or else you're going to be really screwed come week four. I agree. <laughs> I agree. I say you have like that first, like that four-week buffer period in the beginning of the season, like the first four weeks. You can kind of overcome if you do really terrible. But, I mean, anything over that, you're stretching it. Like every game in the NFL matters, like big time. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. Um, for the Monday night game tonight, though, Saints at the Raiders, New England or uh, not New England, uh, New Orleans. Sorry, is favored by four, uh-huh. and the over under is forty eight and a half. What do you think? I definitely like. I definitely like the Saints. I'll definitely like them to cover. Um, I think they're going to win by more than four. Um, and I think wait, what was the over under? 48 and a half. 48 and a half. I'm going to take the under. I think the Saints will put up a good amount of points. I think Drew Brees will look good. 
but I don't have the faith that Derek Carr and the Raiders are going to put up the points needed to get to that over. All right, that's fair. I'm I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with New Orleans. I like them to cover as well. I think they win by like ten to thirteen points somewhere on there. Yeah, I definitely think they win by more. Than I do 20. like the over though. I think they score like thirty-five, maybe, and really? then I'll give Derek Carr like seventeen points, something somewhere around there. Um, so I like the over. Okay, I, I see that scoring in the high twenties. I still haven't bought that calculator yet, so don't quiz me. <laughs> Let's see what the fans are betting here. Um. All right. Oh, wow. 85% of bettors are taking the over. Really? Yeah, I don't know who did the math on this, though, because 13 bet the under. Is there like a 2% that bet that it's going to be exactly 48.5? Considering that's literally impossible. I don't know how they're going to bet that. But okay, anyway. Yeah, 85% of people are betting the over. Um, 84% of people are betting this the saints yeah. and 92 of them are betting on the saints covering so um yeah no i'm, I'm sticking with the betters on this one i like the saints i just think that defense with cam jordan uh marshall and Lattimore on the back end should be able to lock up henry ruggs uh whoever he has to cover hunter renfro and then i uh, guess josh jacobs is good but i don't think he's good enough to beat them single-handedly i think there's just too many weapons uh in new orleans i like i like the saints minus 10 honestly Really? Yeah, I think they're going to... I can see it. Yeah. I can see it. I see the Saints. I mean, I predicted it. Actually, I I couldn't agree more. Yeah, I I think the Saints are going to absolutely ruin the Raiders tonight, and I can't wait to watch it. <laughs> yeah, I'm interested. I'm here for it. Yeah. I want to see television. Yeah, so that just about wraps up our Monday episode. Um, Make sure you come back and listen on Wednesday. We will be recapping this Saints and Raiders game uh, on our Wednesday show, and you will be getting our predictions for another week of Thursday night football. Um, you know, I'm I'm just loving. It. Can I just say this? I love that football's back. It's just, this show is just so much more like fun to do now. You know? No, I agree. I, I love football. It's my favorite league to cover. So oh, there's yeah. just so much to talk about. If you've been a long time listener and you've been listening since the beginning, we started uh, in like the height of COVID when like nothing was happening. Like there was no, there were no sports to cover. Like we'd sit here for like the first hour of prep and be like, all right, um, what are you going to talk about? Because I'm just going to talk about the MLB power rankings. <laughs> yeah. We didn't have much to cover. No. Yeah. So we definitely have a lot of stuff. Now the show is headed in the right direction. We're going to be making some, you know, pretty cool moves coming up here that are in the works that we've been discussing. We'll be filling you guys in on that a little bit too. So um, yeah, make sure you come back for Wednesday's show. Uh, like I said, covering uh, this Monday night game and then Thursday night, we'll be predicting for that. Uh, make sure you go into our Instagram at the underscore issue podcast and our Twitter at the issue podcast. We should have a graphic for the MJ and LeBron debate up on those two social media platforms. And um, yeah, if you didn't hear that debate, go back and listen to it earlier in the episode. We did get into that one and it was a, uh, it was a good conversation. So, uh, Tim, thanks for joining me on the phone, man. I will uh, talk to you Wednesday. Absolutely. Can't wait. Awesome. That was the issue.